Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Random Wrestling Review. Today we're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble, which just recently happened, although we're not talking about this year's Royal Rumble specifically, more general, the future of the 30-man Rumble matchup. Uh, joining me today to discuss this is, first of all, the polar bear, Matt Roberts. Gentlemen, how are we doing? And Stephen Coriander. Stephen, how are you doing? I feel like I need a hand gesture. I'm going to do the old thing like he used, used to get on like some sort of bro films back in the t- early 2090s there we go no 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 mate, mate. not early <laughs> 2000s definitely early 90s, early 90s bill, and ted. Okay. bill and ted sprang to mind straight away. oh okay okay i wasn't sure what the um, origin of it was but yeah i think you were dating yourself there Stephen. definitely <laughs> the other thing i've noticed Stephen, is you've now changed your skype name to Stephen Carpenter. yes what, what, I have. A glorious yeah, yeah. Day. what a glorious yeah, day yeah i did it it only took me about half an hour to work out how to do it but i have changed it there we go <laughs> this is why you may never be a professional podcast even because mm. you can't work skype no i can't <laughs> yeah so this this came up obviously Royal rumble just recently happened we're not going to talk about that specifically although i am still gutted that we did not do a royal rumble episode on the pod we've done them the last two years of 2021 did 2022 did not do 2023 that was mainly because i had no time to do them and i was still suffering through illnesses as well through that that period <clears throat> and so yeah there was just no way we we're going to get to it Stephen, though you and and i believe justine did a uh a review of Royal Rumble 2023 this year for pro wrestling moments. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did, yeah. Justin Foreman of WrestleTalk, but I don't believe your period. I think she was she was on it as a guest a little bit before you, I believe. Yes. That's yeah. correct. Yes, that's yeah. correct. So, um, yeah, go and check that out in lieu of us having done one. So today I want to talk about the future of the Royal Rumble because this stemmed from a conversation. Well, it started with some tweet that Matt responded to and I then just, to be honest, I don't, I've got to be honest, Matt's probably the person I concentrate most on when it comes to Twitter just because <laughs> he gives me so many gives me so many opportunities to disagree and get into an argument yeah. that I just I've got I, I, I take the bait every time then he was talking about how there shouldn't be two Royal Rumbles he was being his usual sexist oh women are rubbish oh. self <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you know what I've got to jump in I've got I've got to I've got to be the voice of reason here and then when we were talking about it Stephen kind of private messaged us on uh, on WhatsApp said oh I've got loads to talk about here and then didn't didn't give any information because is is is, you said that earlier on and I'm thinking did I actually say that I had a lot, lot to talk about here? I don't. Um, I'm looking at the, I'm looking said, at the WhatsApp group, but I'm. I feel like I might be about to uh, to overpromise, underdeliver here. But let, well, let's see. Let's see what I've got. Let's see what I've got. I'm trying to go back to the. Oh, here it is. Could be a good bonus show. This got a lot to say. <laughs> That wasn't me, was it? Was it Matt? Oh, it was Matt, yeah. What yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, here we go then. So it's all down to Matt, this one. So yeah, I, I guess, first of all, Matt, why don't we start with your your position on this? Because you said here, this is the tweet you said, because what was great about that WhatsApp is I've also got a screenshot of what was said. <laughs> so you said, I realise this is not a popular opinion, but I feared this from day one. There shouldn't be a women's rumble every year. Bottom line, they don't have enough women past or present to fill it. Maybe every other year with an elimination chamber in between to make the number one contender. You want to elaborate on that at all, Matt? I, I stand by that completely. God, I was thinking, what the hell did I say? But yeah, I stand by that completely. I, I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine. It was, and, and it's really fresh in my mind because it honestly does feel like it was yesterday that we were having the conversation. But when they announced that they were doing a Women's Royal Rumble, they never mentioned that it was going to be an annual thing. And I thought, oh, okay, cool. Women's Royal Rumble, do you know what? It's, it's about damn time. Yeah, they definitely should have done one by now. This is great. But I was thinking, they have announced yet it's going to be an annual thing and I was thinking surely not as I because I, I can't I can't picture them doing two rumbles every year and then my nightmare became a reality <laughs> they did 
they did announce two Rumbles, and there are now two Rumbles every year. Now, at the time, I thought, you know what? In the short term, it may work. In the long run, absolutely not. And I think the short term is up, but I think we're in the long run already, because it's not working. All jokes aside about me being sexist and everything, and just, yeah, sh- shut it. <laughs> Before anybody says anything. Let's, let's be real here. The majority of the stars are in the men's Rumble. And if you're talking, certainly in the past as well... There are far more stars that you can find in the past for the, and you know, the, the surprise aspect is another topic as well. But, you know, let's say that a big aspect over, you know, the last however long the Rumble's been going is having the odd few surprises in it. And there are far more, you know, that you can get from the men's Rumble to appear. So you're already off to a bad start with the women's one day because there's not that many people that you can get to come back into it because no disrespect to the likes of, I don't know, like Kelly Kelly and things like that. But, you know, are people really going to be clamoring for an appearance of Kelly Kelly, you know, in the Royal Rumble, which is meant to be one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, year after year? I I don't think so. I mean, to to be fair to what they did this year, I feel they did the best with what they had. But there's, in general, that there's not enough women in to fill the thing up every year with 30 of them. Now, okay, try and get some solutions. I I think we're going to have to play about with the formula a little bit here. If they wanted to drop it to say 20 women, okay, I'd be for that as a solution. Personally, I'm just not a fan of them doing two rumbles in the same night. And do you know what? Again, fuck it, I'll I'll go with it, right? Let's just say they actually cancelled the men's one and did just a 30 women's one. Now, I really don't think that the majority of people are going to accept that bottom line. But let's just say that that's what they did you know what fuck it i'd take that as long as there's one rumble because the two of them it, it makes the other one less special so you know even if they did something like i said in my tweet like an elimination chamber match you know something you know that they'll still they're still good brutal and you can still get the desired number one contender out of it but they have to stop this doing one man's one uh, women's rumble every year because it's, it's already not working so let me <clears throat> split some things out here because i think we've got the women's rumble as a concept in itself that's one thing you've got two rumbles in the same night that's another thing and the third thing i want to separate out is the concept that the royal rumble needs to all be about surprises which is another thing you mentioned which is the third thing in my opinion they're all different issues so let's not conflate them all and make them all into one big thing first of all the women's rumble right so i stand by this so we i mentioned many many times the 2021 rumble had very very few guest appearances it was pretty much nearly all members of the royal smackdown or nxt rosters i think there was like four guest appearances this year again very few guest appearances i think there were two being chelsea green and nia jack oh michelle mccall as well rest of them raw smackdown or nxt so on the roster effectively so the 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 idea that there aren't 30 women which was the first point that was being made originally is not doesn't hold true for me there are 30 women they can have that rumble no problem in terms of stars i don't necessarily agree so this year in the royal rumble we had asuka we had Bailey. We had Rhea Ripley. I guess you could argue is not exactly a huge star, but she's she's getting there. And and very many years in the men's rumble, there have been maybe two or three candidates for winning on a given year. So it's not exactly particularly different to the way the men's rumble has worked. This year, there was only one candidate for the men's rumble winning, and it was always going to be Cody Rhodes. So let's not pretend that there's loads more contenders or whatever in the men's rumble. The surprises thing. So I think the surprises thing should not even bear on the women's conversation at all, because the surprise 
surprises things as a major problem in itself. It's a huge, huge problem that the the rumble has now been so not become synonymous with just having surprises. It massively impacted the 2022 rumble in its entirety. So for me, both those rumble matches were entirely shrouded in disappointment because WWE felt they had to rely on surprises in the form of Brock Lesnar in the men's and Ronda Rousey in the women's. And it was just the surprises became predictable, which is a ridiculous contradiction in terms, but it just felt completely tired and unnecessary and, 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 and pointless and stupid. As far as two rumbles go, I don't actually mind there being two rumbles in a single night. Um, It's still my favourite match of the year, the match I most anticipate. Even if I watch a bad rumble, I still quite enjoy it. That's just me. We've said we've spoken previously about the fact that I don't really struggle with battle royals. Royal Rumble is just a fancy battle royal, let's be fair. So I don't really struggle with the idea of there being two rumbles. What I do struggle with is the fact that they haven't differentiated between the two rumbles each year recently. So in 2022, as I said, both relied on a big surprise coming in and winning it from late this year both of them had early entrants that lasted nearly the entire time and therefore the rumbles felt very very similar like they both had people came from a very very early in the match but also built that up to about eight or nine people in the ring and then kept it at that number right the way through you don't need to do that some you know we saw with brock lesnar in 2020 possibly when he was number one and it was basically just him and another person for the first 15 entrants so again it shows you a different dynamic a different view a different way of looking at that rumble so for me i don't really mind that it's not the fact that they got two rumbles is the fact that they don't differentiate between the two rumbles within the single night they're surely these are big enough and important enough matches that the agents for the two rumbles can come together and go right what type of rumble are you doing we will figure out what then what rumble we're going to do and i don't see why that conversation can happen so that's been more of a problem for me not the fact that there's two in one night steven <laughs> unpack I it agree. All for us. I, I think that what you said is right i thought that i thought there was so much wrong with the booking of both those rumbles i saw a lot of praise for the men's royal rumble but i just there's a lot of it didn't get you had limited star power in there the first i think nine or so entrants i think yeah drew maybe out of nine before that the biggest star in the ring was Seamus. yeah gunther did really well but no top level stuff brock was in and out you didn't have any interaction between brock cody why was cody number 30 that's such a i don't like that suspension of disbelief smashing this this person that you've decided i don't mind the advertised return i think i i, I quite like that and I understand why you did that have him at 24 25 you're on him late the crowd would have erupted at that point i don't and i don't understand why he was 30 can someone give me a good reason why the men's Royal Rumble was first? Why was the men's Royal Rumble booked before the women's? That makes no sense. All you're doing is making the women's Royal Rumble put in a more difficult place to get over. And also, so so are you with the women's um, championship match as well. I just don't, the way that WWE books cards is completely wrong in terms of their match order. So yeah, I completely agree. I haven't got much of a problem with uh, the two Rumbles. I think I think that maybe use the women's for building some some of the NXT stars. They threw a couple in. Uh, Zoe Stark, I think her name is, did, did better than the champion which was bizarre and I'd rather see a few surprises on the men's one from, from NXT so they get an opportunity to work those those matches rather than bringing people back from the past but I just don't think it was I don't think the show was all that good until the last 10 minutes and I think that's the from the booking to the order to what was on there to how they delivered nothing on that show was recommend other than the very very last 10 minutes and the way they paid off that angle well let's let's hold that back because we may want to talk about that another time or we may okay depending okay. on our release schedule may have already mm. talked about it for all I know ah okay <laughs> do you know what these, these are funny few things that you mentioned in there right and just to yeah just to unpack some of it but when it comes to the surprise aspect now for me that, that doesn't necessarily have to, that doesn't have to be on the level of Brock Lesnar. It doesn't have to be like The Rock or, or anything like that. I, I think even if you have somebody like like they did this year, like a Booker T, you know, it, as long as they have one person like that, I, I do think that 
And it is hard to do, particularly if it is a surprise. But they do try and need to promote the fact that if they do have surprises, that they need to kind of promote the idea that it's not going to be somebody like Brock or, you know, Rock. They they need to do a better job with trying to highlight one of their current stars winning. So I realise that that is a little bit difficult to do. I said this after the 22 Rumble. I said it before this year's Rumble when they announced Cody Rhodes. So I really like they announced Cody Rhodes ahead of time. Because at the end of the 22 Rumble, I said next year they have to announce every single person who's going to be in the Rumble before it happens to get everyone out of the mindset that there's going to be a surprise mm. that's the problem is, is they have to condition their fans once more to not expect a surprise because it's just it's destroying the, the match for me it's just completely destroying the match because everyone either they get to number 30 and there's there's a massive surprise and it completely undercuts the whole of the rest of the match or they don't have a surprise and everyone gets disappointed so they've got to condition their fans there is going to be no surprise this year here are the 30 entrants we're even going to go back to what's happened to by the way the concept that somebody randomly draws the numbers for these people so a couple of years back when Brock Lesnar entered he was like I'm going to enter the Royal Rumble and I'm going to enter at number one because it's the only thing I haven't done so far like what gives him the authority to do that where does that come from that's just stupid doesn't make any logical sense whatsoever so I think they've got to go right here are your 30 people they've got to announce them ahead of time hell if they want to do qualifying matches on Raw and Smackdown I'm all for it perfect no problem they can then make sure that they're very clear here are the 30 superstars name them all put them pull the names up on screen for like five seconds every week and then it's very clear there's no surprises you've got your 30 no one should be expecting any surprises the only surprise is when are they going to come out what order do they come out do they come out and that's it there's no other need for a surprise and i just think they've got to get away from that that's for me the biggest impediment to the rumble at the moment and it's compounded by the fact that they are not dressing up the sports aspect of the rumble anymore like i.e the draw they don't make a big thing of the draw of go back to doing what they did in the first rumble where they have people literally drawing their number and showing their reaction to their numbers just so it's clear why they've come out in the order they've come out and hell if you want to make it different than a draw do it this way say right we've got the 30 people of those 30 they're going to come out in order lowest first of their ranking currently in wwe you don't have to publish that ranking and then if you really want a surprise that surprise comes out first because you can say well they haven't wrestled for a year two years three years so they're the lowest ranked competitor in the match so they come out first something like that which would make it just make the concept of the match make more sense because at the moment it just feels like a it doesn't feel tailored in any way to it being a competition it just feels like oh this is a this is a play we're putting on why not run a thing just as i was thinking why not run a thing on saturday uh lunchtime or something and have this is the royal rumble draw we've we've managed to agree that four of the entrants are going to reveal their number so Mm. you know they draw them out and four of them so maybe for one of those you you get number one in the women's or whatever and a few less you know we know that 20 is going to be so and so and really build up that sports thing and you know there's a way that you can do that you know we've agreed some of the draws going to be secret like it always is but yeah we'll get these why not do that why not build it up i think even do that on wwe.com build some traffic to the website and get people put it in fact put it on youtube put it everywhere for free and then you build a bit more interest in the in the rumble itself but i do quite like the idea of, of just saying who the people are going to be because then if you do that for a couple of years you take that surprise you take the it's exactly. got to be a surprise and you see i read so much stuff on twitter about about predictability and oh it's so predictable it's so predictable well isn't most of the stuff that we watch that's fiction quite predictable and 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 surely the best stories like the best whether it's a romantic comedy or best action film what's what's the ending they get together or the the good guys win that's what the end of the story is it always is that but it's the way you get there it does some of the stuff you read on someone tweeted the other night that there's no worse booking anywhere on earth than there is on twitter and you think well yeah i don't understand how how can some of these people think that some of this stuff's a good idea 
the, the point you made at the start was, was was a good one, which is that it's not about being predictable, at least the end result being predictable. It is about how you get there. And how you get there is within the confines of the, what's the word, the rules of the universe that have been created however many years ago, which is that this yeah. is a competition and this competition is in some way governed by someone. It's not just, oh, here's this match and there's no reason for this match to happen. It's been put in place to determine something, whether that be a number one contender, whether that be who gets the winner's share of the purse, whether that gets to be a ranking lower down the order, whatever it happens to be, it has been put in place for a reason, not just because mm-hmm. we've got to fill some television time. That's the biggest issue for me. And that's what the Rumbles come to feel like. That story is so much easier. All stories are so much easier to tell if it's within the confines of there's a competition and there's a reason these things have happened, but been put together. And that's to determine something else, whether yeah. it be the best or the second best or whatever. Do you know, what it comes down to for me is that they, they need to do a much, much, much better job of, like I said, pr- promoting who the potential winner is going to be. Because I, I think in large part, again, not, not to keep harping on the, about the surprise aspect, but I, I think that's particularly egregious when you look back. I think, I can't remember the year exactly, but what was the year that people were pissed that Daniel Bryan didn't win? Anybody remember the year for that? It was two, uh, it was 2014, 2014 and 2015. Yeah, well, the, it was more bad feeling one year than the next. It was the one that Roman Reigns won. 2015. Well, were, 2014 was just as bad easily he wasn't in it in 2014 so yeah that was a different vibe he was in it and got eliminated in 2015 yeah all right okay yeah either way anyway basically Matt people were expecting Daniel Bryan to be the surprise in 2014 and wasn't yeah Yeah. and and I think that's more the problem like if they did a better job of you know actually promoting who the potential winner might be we wouldn't have a problem that bad and I do think that that's often used as an example because that that was you know two particularly bad sort of cases where people were disappointed so you know they they need to do a better job with the potential winner other than that I think that the key is just getting rid of the idea they're going to be a surprise once you've done that like Stephen said do it for two three years after that you can have a surprise every three or four years that's fine I'm not against surprises the edge surprise a couple of years back was wonderful magnificent out of nowhere didn't expect it didn't see it coming everyone remembers the John Cena surprise massive amazing happy with that but if those were the only two instances where a surprise happened first of all no one would be expecting it each year and secondly it wouldn't make the rumble all about the surprise whereas what we've got to is the wwe desperately trying to scramble around for a surprise each year and then the whole rumble becoming about that and that's just no good for me i don't mind the idea of a, a men's rumble one year a women's rumble the other year and then the the old the alternative gender sex whatever has an elimination chamber match for the number one contender i've said before if you're going to have an elimination chamber and it's going to be a specific part of the year don't have it for a title because that's stupid have it for a number one contendership because that's more of an open shop you you should give the champion an advantage whenever you can so having them in an elimination chamber, chamber match is stupid but having the number one contender for that I, I don't have any problem with that especially again if you link it back to the idea that all these other matches matter so i.e the top six contenders have been given a, ch- a chance in the elimination chamber and they'll come in in order of their ranking and we won't tell you what their ranking is before that's fine you can still have the surprise of who's in first and who's in second etc but you can even just pretend that you've based it on the actual rankings even though there are none and you don't need to commit to it at all i think that would be fine interesting stuff i think i think it's well worth a conversation because i do feel like uh, do we think that the rumble is still the most anticipated match of the year i think it personally is for me personally i don't miss the rumble and i consider missing the re- wrestlemania for example last year i didn't watch the second day of, of wrestlemania i wouldn't miss a, r- a rumble though so for me it still is but do we think that's generally the case i don't like the matches 
that I don't think as other people do. I think it's one that historically uh, the kind of casuals and ultra casuals, like when I was back at my parents, when I, I was, so I probably should have moved out much later than I did, but I moved out at 26. But generally speaking, people would come around to watch a Royal Rumble. We'd have like a little spread and get together and watch it. And it'd be people that wouldn't watch any other wrestling other than that Royal Rumble every year. So that element was good, was good fun. But I don't know. I think the match may be a little bit, you kind of seen it. And I feel like this year didn't help with that. And I did, I found a lot of, lot of both matches quite, quite boring really. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I I think the kind of stature it's held in is is probably bigger than the reality of what's delivered for me, I think. I, I can't say that, that I look forward to it anywhere near as much as I used to and WrestleMania in general, but some of my closest friends are, you know, sort of casuals and there's a couple of them that just don't give a shit about wrestling at all, but they know when the Royal Rumble happens, and in all fairness, they normally tend to give me a shout about the time when it's on, so they know. So yeah, I think for a lot of people I know it, it does tend to still be an important deal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see the point of maybe it's been done you know maybe we've done the rumble i actually believe though that that is because the last two years for me both rumbles on both shows have been the same as each other mm. and they've not tried to book them in a different way and i go back to that brock lesnar one where i thought was ac- absolutely excellent as a match yeah. one that, where drew mcintyre won i just thought it was excellent all the stuff with brock was fantastic and it kind of had two phases of the match and it was distinct it was different it gave you these set piece moments like brock lesnar waiting for keith lee to arrive in the ring all that kind of stuff i thought was just really Really excellent and, and showed a little bit of creativity a little bit of imagination and i think they given that it's such a big match it shouldn't be hard to really put some thought into it and come up with a really imaginative way to play out a rumble and tell a story over the course of the show but they fall back on it's almost like they've got a template and they go right we're gonna we're gonna do this one this year for example like you said cody rhodes why did he have to come out in number 30 how many people have won from number 30 or from number one you know why can't we mix it up and be like number yeah. seven this year is gonna go all the way and win it you know no, like that would be no yep. less impressive like it just doesn't make sense they don't do it even just something as small a detail as that would would freshen up but they just they fall back on key entrance and i don't understand why i don't know why <laughs> certain numbers are really important to them so i just think a bit, bit more imagination and the rumble can still be that major thing that really kind of gets rouses a whole fan base but i do think there's an element of because wwe don't put a lot of thought into it seemingly that there is kind of just a, a malaise over the, the match itself and that's that's a shame for me because I, I still think it's the, the best match of the year cool right well, well we'll wrap it up there um and we will be back again with the next show shortly